What's up, guys? Welcome to 8 a.m. This is Jack. That little pause is for whenever I like add someone into this podcast. I'll have a guest, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, and this is whatever. Um, and then we'll get right into it. But anyways, for my first episode, uh, I just wanted to explain what I'm going to be doing with this podcast. To start off, I think I'm going to be talking about all kinds of different things, but it's mainly going to be like a sort of journal of my life. So I'm just going to like sort of like a vlog, but just audio. I don't know what you would call that, an an audio log, I guess. Anyway, uh, the first thing I want to talk about is my fall break. So I'm a junior in college, and we just had our fall break this past week. We had uh, Monday and Tuesday, we still had school, then we got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, plus the rest of the weekend off, which was pretty nice and a much-needed break after my uh, Ultimate Frisbee tournament that I had the prior weekend. So this past week, uh, Wednesday morning, hop into the car with uh, my roommate Ben and his girlfriend, and it was like a four-and-a-half, five-hour ride, maybe five-and-a-half with stops. It was kind of rough, just third wheeling in the back of the car all day. Uh, My phone was dead, and I had had a rough night the night before that, so it wasn't the best, but a soft pretzel at the gas station definitely made things a lot better. Um, We got to the Outer Banks, and we were going to a house with a bunch of friends, uh, a lot of these being mutual friends. I knew, like, knew of, like, three, four people that were there, um, knew closely another like three, four, and then didn't know at all another like three to four. I don't something something along those lines. So of course, first thing that I realized when we got to the house was that me, Ben, and his girlfriend were the last three people there. Uh, there was one bed left, which I was kind enough to let them have, since you know utilitarianism ethics. It's more happiness for the most people if two people get a bed. So I said, I'll find out someplace else to sleep um there were plenty of couches available and this awesome futon which unfortunately i never got to sleep on i threw myself down into the hallway and then we just hung around chilled at the house all day and immediately uh things became pretty fun first um a couple of our friends were planning on going out that night um but i was thinking like we just got drove all this way to go to the outer banks and we have this awesome house. The house was three floors, had a pool table, foosball, massive TVs everywhere you look, like just amazing, like balconies, porches, a pool, a hot tub, any everything you can think of. Like it was the perfect beach vacay. So my first reaction is I am not going out tonight. And I'm not the type of guy who's going to like make everybody stay in or anything. Like I would be perfectly happy to just chill out alone in that house and like I would have a good time um but fortunately while uh partaking in some hmm, I'm gonna need to think of an illusion for this thing that I'm talking about but if you know you know but um while chilling out on the porch uh me and a few others uh started to discuss the notion of going out tonight and we ended up deciding that none of us wanted to go out um we all agreed on that and that was when things started to feel like a reality show 
Um, if you've ever watched Survivor, which many of you probably have, or at least you know of the concept, uh, you know how people make alliances with each other um, and to vote other people out. And that was basically what we did there. We made an alliance. We were like, yep, we're all not going out. Like, if we don't go out, like, everybody else is just kind of going to want to chill in here because they'll want to hang out with us. And our alliance was formed. Um, things were going awesome. Only three people ended up going out that night. Everybody else stayed in. And we had a pretty good time, but honestly, it was a relatively early night. Um, the next day, unfortunately, it was not good weather. It was kind of rainy. Um, it wasn't so bad, but we didn't end up making it to the beach. Fortunately, our house was just like a block or two away from the bay on the other side of the Outer Banks, um, opposite of the beach. And the bay was just beautiful like especially with the bad weather it was just really nice so we went down to the bay hung out there for quite a while went back to the house and had a pretty great night inside um uh towards the end of the night one of the best parts was when i just went alone into the hot tub i uh made myself a microwave couple microwave burritos and then brought my drink down with me which, uh, if you know, I took one base ingredient and then uh, just put put Mio in the rest. It's that, like, concentrated lemonade stuff that you can just put in your water and then it'll turn it into lemonade. Um, and then I just had my plate of microwave burritos floating in the hot tub while I sat there, listened to music. It was a great vibe. Um, I also did a lot of jumping into the pool, which was freezing, seeing how long I could stay in there, and then getting back in the hot tub. I kind of just like to do this. It's like a test of my own mental fortitude. Like, for a few months now, I've been trying to test that, and I do it by, like, taking cold showers. Um, I started by just, like, I would always, I always take really hot showers. It's got to be at an extreme temperature, so either really hot or really cold. No, uh, lukewarm. So I started off by going really hot and then just changing it to be really cold right at the end and staying in there for just the last like 30 seconds freezing. Um, but recently I've actually been able to just sometimes take a really cold shower and I don't even mind it. But um, so I did a lot of that in the pool, just jumping in and just staying there until my body like went numb. Then the feeling when I got into the hot tub, like originally it wouldn't even feel hot because I would just feel so numb. And then all of a sudden it would just be boiling me alive. We would sit in there like lobsters. So yeah, the hot tub was a good time. Um, at the beach, uh, one of our friends, a friend I'd actually just met, um, lent me her book because I had not brought a book to the beach, which was a huge mistake on my part. But fortunately, she had an extra one and lent it to me. Um, and I found this book to be so interesting. It's called The Happiness Advantage by uh, Sean Acor, I think. But I can't remember for sure. So hope so. But um, and I started to read that and it really interested me. Um, because I've, I've always been unsure of what career path I want to take. Um, like I said, I'm a junior in college and I'm a sociology major. So it's sort of an open-ended major. There's a lot of different career paths you could follow from sociology. And unfortunately, I really have no clue what I want to do. Um, some directions you could go would be like HR, human resources, um, like management type of stuff, or you could go into therapy, which I think might be like a little more my speed. 
like counseling or life coaching, something like that. But I just really have no like strong inclinations and it's honestly a hard place to be in because I feel like at this point, so many of my friends know what they're going to do. It's like they're set in their ways and they're like working towards a specific goal and they know exactly what they need to do to get there. And I think that's just so motivating and I really wish I could have that as well. But in reading this book, The Happiness Advantage, um, it was actually pretty inspiring. It didn't really give me any ideas of what I want to do like with a career path, but the author talks a lot about basically the premises of the book is that happier people find success and it's not the other way around. Like success does not bring happiness. Happiness brings success. Um, and it's really interesting. They should all, there's all kinds of studies referenced. I'm only like a quarter of the way through the book and I've seen so many studies on like either in the workplace or in a school environment, like college students, um, businesses, CEOs, every, every thing can be boiled down into like the happier you are, the better you perform or like the more success you will have. Like there are studies of students who like go in to take a math test and they will be primed by like either thinking of something happy they'll just tell them like think about something that made you happy and then they go in to take their math test and they will outscore there will be a significant difference in their scores um versus those who were not primed at all or versus those who are primed for like sadness um and it's the same in a workplace environment like they will prime you to be happy or teach you about happiness like this the happiness advantage um and then there will be like lasting effects and like boosts in uh profitability or their work um output anything um and then like they actually will come back to that same company where they performed this study um like months and months later like six months eight months later to see if there's actually a lasting effect or if that was just for like a couple weeks and it lasts it's a lasting effect like they will be happier after that outside of work they will be more successful like everything comes down to happiness i found this to be super interesting because all this time i've been worrying about like how i'm going to succeed how i'm gonna have a career like i think so many of us focus on that so hard it's like how are we going to be happy in our lives and it's by finding a career and a family and then like providing for your family like it's just an average life like the american dream but in reality like what brings all of these things is being happy already like you just start off being happy and you will find success um so fortunately for me, I am actually a pretty happy person um, for the most part. Um, but obviously the book, the whole point of the book is that anyone can be happy and you just have to sort of learn how to be happy um, and use that to find success. Because um, that's one of the main like criticisms of the book. Like people or like after the author gives speeches, people will say, well, that's great for happy people. But like, what about me? Um but for me, I am generally pretty happy. I, I remember going through this phase. I was watching BoJack Horseman, which, if you haven't watched it, it is depressing. I, the main character is depressed, and it's following him through all kinds of, like, escapades and sort of, like, mental trials that he's going through and, like, struggle. Um, and, like, I remember while watching that, 
I felt depressed, like in my regular life, I felt much more depressed than usual because usually I would not feel depressed at all. But when I was in the phase of watching this show, I just didn't feel very happy, like with my life at all. Um, and that is a huge part of what is talked about in the book. Um, we are directly influenced by like what we see, what we hear, what we listen to. Oh, that was redundant. Um, but everything affects us. So people who, for example, listen to a lot of like true crime, like murder podcasts, stuff like that are tend to be more negative. Like they're more focused on the negative because that's what they hear. Um, and I, for one, love true crime podcasts. So, but also I can understand that people who have a constant feed of negative input um, end up being more negative than others and that actually creates a negative effect in their lives and it just makes me think about the whole structure of our society I feel like most of our news is depressing like almost every headline you see is something negative it's about like some murder some people I don't some crisis in another country anything we see and not that those things shouldn't be highlighted well at least a crisis in another country certainly should be given attention or a crisis in our own but murders like we focus so much on murders especially i just watched um the new netflix series Dahmer. i'm sure that lots of you guys have watched that um and it's so prevalent right now people are obsessed with it like everyone is talking about it it is all over social media um and it was an interesting show. I honestly don't do too well with just like gross scenes of like mutilating bodies, just like Dahmer beating people to death, like with a weight. Like that is not ideal uh, to watch for me. But I did make it through the show because it's an interesting concept. But what I found crazy was how hypocritical it seemed at the ending. Um, it was all about how Jeffrey Dahmer's neighbor, who had called the cops on him so many times um, and just been basically ignored, um, got no recognition um, for what she did, even after he was finally uh, convicted and arrested. Um, and so a lot of what they focused on was how Jeffrey Dahmer's father laid, writes a book about Dahmer because he knows he's going to make a ton of money from this um so he writes this book about Dahmer and then he ends up having to give all the profits from that book to the families of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims which seems fair enough um why should he profit off of it and like there was going to be a movie developed about it like the, the father was going to produce a movie about Jeffrey Dahmer he was really just going to make as much money as he could off of this but um he ended up no longer making one because they the movie company found out that they would have to give all their money to the families of the victims and they're like oh screw it we're not making this movie then um and it keeps kind of treading this line about whether it's right to monetize what has happened um here and the whole time i'm sitting there watching it thinking like Netflix literally made this show and they are not giving the victims anything. The families of the victims are getting literally nothing from Netflix's show, yet they still 
are producing it and just releasing it for everyone else to watch. And then they're literally like acting like in the show. They're like, oh yeah, like look at how bad this is that they're trying to monetize like Dahmer's crimes and not give the money to the victims' families. But that is exactly what they're doing. And I found that to be so interesting. Um, That was a little bit maybe too long of a rant, a little off topic there, but when I when I really think about it, I don't have a specific topic, so that's all right. But back to the happiness advantage. Um, why do we spend so much time focusing on these negatives if that is literally bringing us down? Like it is decreasing our performance. Like our our actual brain function is more compartmentalized through us focusing on these negative things. When we're happy, like, it expands our brain to, like, be able to use other parts at once. I know it sounds like I don't know too much about this. I do, but just not the exact details. Um, I could find it, but I just don't want to read right now as I'm talking. Um, But if we are happy, it literally opens up our brain to be able to, like, work in different ways. Like, we think outside of the box. We're much more creative. Um, And it just narrows our mind down when we focus on these negative things and it has to do with our basic um, fight or flight responses which when we're put in like a really negative situation like that we either fight or flight Um, and our brain has trained us to do that through like evolution it was what was best for us like when we're focused on the negative just put our brain like has two options and just narrow it down Um, but that is literally what happens when we focus on the negative now um, in our much more modern society we focus on something negative and our brain kind of does that same thing where it starts to limit us um, and we're like backed into a corner and then whereas the other way around if we are focused on something happy or we're focused on the positive we're able to think of so many different ways to accomplish our our tasks or complete whatever we need to do so back to the beach um we played a lot of pool on that pool table at the outer banks um i'm not going to name any names but some people were worse than others um but surprisingly some people were a lot better than i expected and i ended up getting whooped by one of the girls which ended up in me losing a hoodie for the rest of the trip which sort of sucked, but I survived a day because I had brought another hoodie. But it wasn't as cool as the one that I lost. Overall, it was a really awesome trip with a lot of like good times at the beach and in the house. And I, for one, made sure not to go out of that house ever, like to go out at least for the night. Um, the one trip I did make was to the, well, besides like going to the bay or to the beach, was to go to the grocery store. There was a food line about a mile from our house, and I just decided to walk there one day, um, middle of the day, because I needed to pick up some food. And when I went, I realized they only have those paper bags, um, like those brown paper bags, no plastic bags with the handles. So I had to carry like three massive bags of <laughs> groceries and a two-gallon thing of lemonade that I bought um, all the way back to the house. And that was pretty rough, I would say. It was just not easy to carry, but I made it there without taking any stops. Um, I was pretty happy to just get back home with my food. 
Then probably the weirdest part of that entire trip was just the car ride home. Uh, another one of our friends rode back with me, Ben, and his girlfriend. And it just made for quite the interesting ride. Um, the dynamic between everybody in the car was just a little bit weird. Uh, I can't say anything too incriminating about my feelings towards anyone in that car on this podcast in case that later gets revealed. But if it gets to the point where this is actually going to be like a successful podcast and not just like my own friends who hear it, then I will share what went down there and also my feelings about everybody in that car Um, because they were... Yeah, that's actually, that's just all I'm going to say about it. Well, yeah, sorry for that. But uh, I think I'm going to end this episode here around the 20-minute mark. But I want to say in the following episodes, I'll be talking about school. I'm going to focus on my school week because this week is going to be a grind. Um, Ultimate Frisbee, which is one of my hobbies, a club that I'm part of at college. And girls because I've got a date function coming up this weekend with no date right now so we're gonna see what happens see what I can do about that um thank you guys for listening and please like and subscribe um peace out